Uh, we're so glad that you're with us this morning. Long weekend, well done. Give, give the person next to you a bit of a pat on the back saying, you did well, coming out, long weekend. Uh, it's already been said this morning, but, but we have a number of leaders and kids at our state youth uh, kids camp this weekend. Um, and next week, it's going to be a bit similar in that we have quite a few away at youth camp. We have, we have uh, like a dozen kids going. I think we have 13 or 14 kids going from Rev Church. We also have, is it 11 leaders? 11 leaders going to support that youth camp. So that's, that's an amazing effort for us next weekend. At the moment, we have quite a few leaders and, and uh, apprentice leaders leading down at, at kids camp. We just love those opportunities for our leaders, but also our kids hearing more about who Jesus is. And I'm sure we're going to hear stories about those camps in the coming weeks. But uh, how good would it be if we had stories to tell those kids about what they missed at church this morning too. Who knows that because there's camp on doesn't mean that God, who knows that God is present everywhere. He's not just present at a camp as much as we want that to happen for kids. But He's present here this morning and I hope you've come expectant this morning. Even when there's two or three gathered, Scripture tells us that God is there with us, that His presence is with us and so we're believing that. This morning as we gather that, that maybe God would do something great among us this morning. Is, there, is anyone believing for that? Has anyone got the faith for that this morning? Uh, thanks, thanks Dan and team for uh, leading us again. In, and again, God is here. And, and worship helps us recognise that. It helps us kind of get some of those barriers down where we get to meet with God. To Worship creates thin places, you know, where where there's less interruption between us and seeing and, and knowing the presence of God. Thanks, Dan. Dan's been at a camp in Sydney all week. And so for him to lead us this morning is great because he's pretty wrecked. So thanks. Jacob did all right as well. But um, does anyone, anyone love dress-up parties? Anyone, Esther loves it. Esther was in quick with it. Anyone love dress-up parties? Come on, give me a wave if you love a dress-up party. Like four people. Dan Hale is dangerous when it comes to dress-up parties. Uh, yeah, could be cancelled for the rest of his life. But I love dress-up parties. Um, I love getting in like fun costumes. Uh, I looked for some pictures and I couldn't find any that were, were probably good to share at church on a Sunday morning. But um, I love thinking about those dress-up parties, planning for it, you know, Hiring, has anyone hired costumes before? I've hired a few costumes. Uh, now, look, I don't always nail it, um, but, 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 you know, like, I try pretty hard. Usually with a dress-up party, I try pretty hard. It's, it's easy. When there's, a, when there's a theme, you know exactly what you're supposed to turn up as and, uh, and, and you, just, you just do it and it's fun and you, you kind of... Yeah, you don't care what anyone else thinks because you're in a costume. Yeah, are we, are we together? It gets a bit awkward if you're the only one who turns up in costume. That does get a bit awkward sometimes, but they're good fun. I love getting on board, being creative. What I do struggle with more than dress-up parties, and hear me out, are normal parties. 
where there's a dress code. Does anyone else struggle with dress codes? It could just be me. Look, I'm a pretty simple guy and, uh, and I can tell you in my life there are two dress codes, right? That's it. There's formal where you wear like a suit and a tie. It's usually just weddings, right? And then there's this. This is what I... Then I get casual, right? It's, it's just who I am. I, you look formal. I'll, I'll get dressed up in a, in a suit and a tie. But, you know, if someone says at their party, look, can you come as, uh, you know, neat casual, I'm like, this is what I wear. If it's hot, I'll wear shorts. I don't mind. Uh, anyone else just wear shorts if it's hot? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I, uh, Axel wears shorts? No, no. He tells me, you have before. That's <laughs> very good. Uh, but you know, like, I, I kind of like... Uh, yeah, I get confused with all those things. You know, cocktail. what is cocktail as a dress code? Does anyone know? No, nah, I'll look it up where you become as a Frankfurt. That's what I'm talking about. Dan Hale, king of dress-up parties, right there. Um, when there's those kind of events, can I tell you again, simple guy, I usually turn up overdressed in a suit and tie or much more likely... Much, much more likely. I turn up underdressed, okay? Yeah, anybody else just turn up underdressed? Yeah, I just always turn up underdressed. Some boys up the back, that's good. Um, the other day, Suze was, we were, we were heading out to a, a baby shower and, and Suze was kind of dressed up and she asked me, quite often she asked me, how does this look? And guys, what's the appropriate answer? <laughs> Amazing. The problem is she's, she wants my opinion on a few different things and I'm lost. I'm like, yes, they all look good. But she was, she was saying, uh, am I too dressed up for this baby shower? And which I think always, well, yeah, you're definitely too dressed up. But she was like, should I change my shoes? If I change my shoes, it'll, it'll dress me down for the event. And I was like, don't worry about changing your shoes. You're coming with me. I'm going to dress you down. By being with me, you will look dressed down. So there's a solution. Anyway, I feel like... Um, can I tell you what I love about our church? I love that it is come as you are and that there is no dress code when it comes to coming to church together. You can come in a suit and tie. Can I tell you that's awesome? Uh, we'll, we'll tell you how good you look. You won't be overdressed. You could come in a singlet and shorts and thongs, if you want to. Yeah, you can, absolutely. Who knows? Pajamas is a bit weird, but come do it. Come as you are. Sure. I was on a plane the other day and the girl who was in front of me was in pajamas. Uh, I didn't get it, but that's weird. Um, but I love, I love that it is... We turn up in whatever we are for church. And it's not just our clothes. Who knows it's not just our clothes, but we want to be a church where you can turn up just as you are, right? No matter what the morning's been like, no matter what your week has been like, you can turn up just as you are. We don't need to pretend. Can I tell you, I think sometimes we get in a bit of a trap. We don't need to pretend when we come to church. We don't need to look like we've got it all together, like that makes us more spiritual or something. 
please, we can just come as we are. Does anyone love that about who we are as a church? And I love that. Well, I'd rather, I'd rather you turn up in a mess to church than miss out then stay at home. I would rather you come because who knows we're a community that can get around each other. Is that good news? Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna move a little bit from that. My message this morning is simple and I believe it's really good news for us. It, uh, I wanna remind you if you've heard it before or I wanna tell you if this is the first time you're hearing it, you can come to Jesus just as you are. Just as you are. Who knows that we need that reminder if we've heard it before? And if this is your first time, I want to tell you that's really good news, that we can come to Jesus just as we are. This morning, uh, usually we'd, we'd put up a, a Scripture verse and we'd, we'd kind of unpack the Scripture together. I, I want to give you some little snippets from Scripture that, that help us know that it isn't just a naith idea that you can come to Jesus as you are, but actually in Scripture we see it time and time again. People who come just as they are, with their flaws, with their worries, with their mistakes, and they can come to Jesus just as they are. In Luke 7, oh, before we get there, let's pray together. Yeah, God, You're good. We thank You that we are together this morning. Um, God, we ask that as we meet, as we uh, concentrate on who you are, Jesus, as we become aware of your presence among us, that you would transform us and change us. We thank you that we are able to come just as we are and that you're a good God and that you will, uh, that you will do a work this morning, Holy Spirit, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so in Luke 7, we hear a story of uh, Scripture calls her an immoral woman. Who knows that that's a nice way of saying what this woman was. This was, a, this was probably a, a woman who, who was a, a prostitute, who had lived a life with a, with a uh, she had a bad reputation. And we see in this story that she comes to Jesus. And the religious people who were with Jesus are kind of having a go at Jesus, saying, Jesus, how dare you hang out with this woman? Do you know who this, this woman actually is? Do you know her reputation? I can't believe that you would allow her to come and sit at your feet. Don't you know who she is? In Luke 19, we see a story about a guy called Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus, which again, you may know this story, but Zacchaeus is a notorious tax collector, a guy with a, with a terrible reputation in his town, a guy who was seen as, uh, as a traitor, someone who was collecting taxes for the Romans, but, but also probably had some uh, dodgy business on the side. We see Jesus go up to him and invite him to dinner, to have dinner with him. As poor as you are or, or as rich as you are, you are invited to come to Jesus. Can I tell you, I know that we've all brought different things with us this morning, haven't we? Whether it be 
our weeks. Maybe it's been a month. Maybe it's been a season. You've brought that with you. Hurts, mistakes. Maybe for some of us, celebrations you've brought with you. Can I tell you, no matter what that is this morning, it doesn't disqualify you from being able to meet with Jesus. Isn't that good news? There's not a series of hoops that we have to jump through. There's not a series of steps that we need to take before we can get to Jesus. I I, I hear it quite often and it's always good for a laugh, but I, I could never set foot in church. You know, God would strike me down before I set foot in a church or if I did. Can I tell you that's not how our God works? The invite is open. Jesus is willing to meet with you where you are, where you are at. Can I tell you that this is good news? And it's unfortunately not something we've advertised enough as the body of Christ, as the church. Because the general public think we have to, you know, we have to do this or we have to get this right before we meet with Jesus. But it's not true. Come as you are, not in fancy dress or or in fancy dress, but not in fancy dress, as you are. There is no dress code. That's good for us. Whether we've heard it a hundred times, whether this is the first time we've heard it, whether we've heard it thousands of times, can we take that in this morning? We have a God who wants to meet with us. Scripture tells us that He's actively searching, waiting for you to come to Him. And I think that's incredible news. And I think the world needs to know that. But I think there's a bit of news that's even better than that. In each of the Gospel stories I mentioned earlier, the little snippets, can I tell you those people came to Jesus just as they were. But do you know what happened? They left transformed. They left restored. They left healed and they left more like Jesus. For us to hear the good news that you can come to Jesus just as you are is only half of the good news, can I tell you? Because the other half is that you can come to Jesus just as you are. No matter what your station in life is, no matter what's happened in the past, no matter your hurt, no matter your gender, no matter your sexuality, you can come to Jesus. The invite is there. But I wanna tell you the better bit of the news is that you won't leave the same. Jesus invites us to Him, not to stay as we are, but to be transformed and renewed and restored and healed. That we may come with who we are or who we think He is, we are and He will give us a better picture as to who God has created us to be. Those stories before, the immoral woman who met Jesus, who sat at His feet, who, who, who washed His feet with her hair, who poured out a sacrificial act of worship, cleaning His feet. She came to Him just as she was despite what the Pharisees were saying, despite what the people around were saying. But she left different. Her sins were forgiven. Her past was erased. She was given dignity in the eyes of those people. Jesus stood up for her. She was given 
it would have changed her status forever, wouldn't it? That she was the woman who washed Jesus' feet, who poured out the sacrificial act of worship. Zacchaeus gets invited to eat with Jesus, but he doesn't leave the same person. Salvation comes to his house, Gospel says. And he ends up giving half of what he has to the poor. Who knows that's some heart change right there. That's a transformation. He gives half of what he has to the poor and he makes a commitment that if I have cheated anybody, I'm gonna give them fourfold what I cheated off of them. Can I tell you again, another story where Zacchaeus was restored to his community as well. The woman with the issue of blood who reached out and touched Jesus, who would have been seen as unclean, who wasn't actually allowed to be in the middle of a crowd, let alone touching others. She wasn't turned away when she encountered Jesus, but instead she was miraculously healed. She was restored to the community, no longer unclean. Her life was changed. Now it's amazing news that she was able to come to Jesus just as she was. But Jesus didn't let her stay in that. He transformed her, He healed her and restored her. Simon the fisherman, the normal bloke who gets invited to to follow Jesus. We know him more as Peter, don't we? Peter starts the church. Peter becomes a saint. His life is transformed when he meets Jesus. Nicodemus. Nicodemus meets Jesus as a Pharisee, thinking he knows it all, wanting to maybe learn a little bit from Jesus. Jesus teaches him about being born again, totally transformed. And although Scripture doesn't talk heaps more about Nicodemus being a follower of Jesus, if we look at different writings, it's actually quite clear that Nicodemus was a disciple of Jesus, following Jesus later on. We hear he, he uh, in the burial of Jesus, Nicodemus has a place in that as well. There are other stories of people encountering Jesus, just as they are having their lives transformed, healing, restoration, redemption. Blind Bartimaeus, right? Comes to Jesus, transformed, changed, healed. There's a story about a guy with with mental illness who roams around a cemetery, who's cutting himself. And we see him come to Jesus, running at Jesus. Who knows, that would have been a scary thing. Jesus gets off a boat and this guy yelling, running, comes to Jesus, but he kneels at his feet. And Jesus sets him free, heals him of mental illness, but also says that it, that it frees him of demon possession, tormented spirits. He leaves different. We see his community transformed. The leper healed and restored to a community. Can I tell you, church, this morning, nothing is different today. Isn't that good news? Nothing is different today. We can come to Jesus just as we are, but He doesn't want us to stay as we are. He wants us to be restored, to be redeemed, to be be healed, to be saved. When we encounter Jesus, 
we are changed. We can be healed. When we meet with Jesus, who knows that we become more like Jesus? 2 Corinthians, I think Nate had it up just before. Paul writes, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. We come to Jesus as we are, but He gives us a new life. The old is gone, a new to begin. And I want to tell you, sometimes we think of this as a once-off, don't we? Like Especially when we look at those stories in Scripture, we go, oh, that's a once-off. We come and meet Jesus for the first time and everything changes. But And incredible things can happen the first time we encounter Jesus. But I want to suggest that meeting with Jesus, spending time with Jesus is always transformational. Every time we get a chance to meet with Jesus, it transforms us. It's a process, right? We can have one-off, amazing, miraculous encounters, but I also believe it's a process. The process is called sanctification. It's a nice word for you today, the word of the day, sanctification. Sanctification is the process where we become more and more like Jesus. Can I tell you, following Jesus isn't about a destination in our life, but it's actually about a journey of becoming more and more like Jesus. Today, 1st of October, 2023, Jesus is inviting you to meet with Him just as you are. Just as you are right now, no matter what your current circumstance or situation, no matter what your current behaviours or your headspace is. And the good news is that He wants to transform us. He wants to heal us. He wants to restore us. As we place ourselves to learn from Him, the Holy Spirit helps us to become more and more like Jesus. Whether this is the first time or you haven't missed a day of church for the last 60 years, this is the invitation for you today. And I believe in faith that you can leave here different this morning than when you came. That you can leave that one step closer to being like Jesus. That you can leave healed today. That you can leave restored today. Just that little bit more like Jesus. We're going to, as we started our our meeting together, we're going to continue in worship. And like I said, you know, long weekend camps. Who knows that God's good for it here too. And the invite this morning is come as you are, but let's leave here different and transformed. Let's leave here 
maybe with that extra boost of Holy Spirit help into the week. Let's leave here. Let's, let's leave here maybe in a place where our heart is ready to forgive. Let's leave here maybe forgiven this morning. So I'm gonna invite us to sing. We, we sang these words before. I surrender where I've taken control. And I want you to be open to what God might wanna do this morning. I, I'd love to pray for you and with you if you wanna take up that invitation to meet with Jesus. Maybe you just wanna meet with Jesus where you are at your seat. We have a God who's big enough to do that, don't we? Can meet you where you see. But I'm gonna invite you, if you want extra prayer, uh, I'm gonna gonna be down the front. Uh, Sam also is available for prayer on this side of the room. I'm gonna stand on this side of the room. Sam's gonna be on that side. We would love, we would love to pray over you. Can I tell you, sometimes we think response is for those who are in crisis. Sometimes we think of that, well, I'm in crisis. Can I encourage you this morning, just take up Jesus' invitation. If you are willing to meet with Him, He is willing to do the work of transformation in your life this morning. Let's pray. God, You are good. We thank You for this Gospel message that we can come just as we are. But we also thank You that You don't leave us where we are, but that You take us on a journey that You take us through a process sometimes of healing and restoration and sanctification, becoming more like You, Jesus. God, my prayer is for those who haven't met You before, Jesus, that they might let their guard down and meet You this morning. That we humble ourselves before You and before Your Word and, and Your presence, God. We ask Holy Spirit that you continue to transform. Whether it's our first time, whether it's our thousandth time of asking, come and meet us, Holy Spirit, where we are. Come and work, Holy Spirit. Can we stand and sing? And and the invite is there. If If you want prayer, Sam or myself will be up here. We'd love to pray with you, but let's let's sing.